I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's a Manchester United venting session on this episode of Kicked Back presented by Betway. And we got Waz and Brett in the house. Guys, how are you feeling? Because uh, United drew 2-2 today against Tottenham. I'm not feeling uh, good. Honestly, I'm, not feeling I'm, good. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised. They were up 2-0. I felt confident because it's Spurs. Spurs are a joke. I thought they were a joke. I was bullying them in the office. I was telling Liam here from uh, Extra Time, Spurs are an awful club. We should not lose to Spurs. And even though they drew Spurs, it feels like a loss because, let's be honest, you're Ryan Mason on the sideline wearing his goddamn hoodie. You have no right to wear a hoodie as a manager. You have won nothing. You have no right to wear a hoodie. Only two managers can wear a hoodie in the Premier League. That's Guardiola and that's Klopp. Only only those guys can rock a hoodie on the sideline, wear a suit, have some class, have some grace. Ryan Mason's a joke. Oh or I'm very glad that we're doing this for you, Waz, because clearly this <laughs> this is a much needed space for you to let oh the tension God. out. Let's all take a deep breath on three. One, two, three. And exhale. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I mean, it is like Tottenham lost to Newcastle this is no surprise to anyone 6-1 and then turn around and and come back from being down 2-0 against United and yeah I mean I don't know you guys tell me how you feel United's done a really good job to kind of get back into the mix from where they were at the beginning of the season was because I remember when I was talking to you at the beginning of the season you were like there's no way that United's doing anything this year you were I think you were even joking that they might get relegated and (laughs) and here they are you know top four Champions League position but exit out of the Europa League you know kind of messing up this game against Tottenham it's kind of a slippery ride for you guys sometimes so I don't know. I just wanted to hop on here with uh, with two big United fans and, and hear what you guys have to say about it. We are way too injured, Wazi. We are way too injured, Wazi. That, that, that's the that's that's the main issue. I feel like thankfully, I, I like like I mentioned on our podcast, Sunday League Pundits, presented by Betway. Um, you know, it's kind of a blessing in disguise. I got knocked out of the Europa League because load management is an issue right now. There's so many yep. injuries, especially in the back end. Um, I think it's really where the injuries are occurring is defensively because I think Brett mentioned it to me. And I think who's their next center back up? Tiedon Mangi. <laughs> I read Phil Jones. Phil Jones and Tiedon Mangi are the next two. So you take your pick on who you want to be playing. I mean, but Waz, are you serious that you truly do believe that 
the second biggest European competition. That's a good thing that you're not going to potentially win that. I I don't really care too much for the Europa League. For me, the Champions League is what Manchester United should be focusing on. They should be in that competition. The Europa League, they want it back. What under Jose Mourinho? Sure, that was years ago, but it's like I, we 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 won it once. Let's not win it again. Let's focus on the big boy. I mean. Well, I feel like the Europa League was yours. I, I think that the Europa yeah, League yeah. was either United's or Arsenal's, and now both <laughs> both teams are out. But, I mean, I, I can see what Waz is saying because at the end of the day, any team wants to be playing in the Champions League, so you guys need to make sure you, you secure that Champions League spot. But, I mean, it's not like you guys couldn't get past Sevilla. So no, that's but, what I mean. You you still have really really good players. In my enough. opinion, Again, yep. Go right. ahead. Go ahead. In go my ahead. opinion, it's a bigger achievement to win the FA Cup this season than the Europa League because in the FA Cup final you have Manchester City, probably a tougher competition than anyone you'd meet in the Europa League final. Let's be honest here. Yeah, but once City goes and wins the Champions League there too. I, I mean, it's, it's, there's pride on the line though yes, because I you you can that. stop City from winning the treble. I, I can I can get behind that. That's fair enough. But uh, e- even if you win the Europa League, you still get an automatic bid to the Champions League. So you just see Tottenham beat or what feels like beat us. Yes, it, it's a relatively uh, you still get a point out of it, yeah. and they don't get three, which is nice. But there's still and you still got matches at hand. But th- there's still no promise right now with the fact that you could not potentially make champions league if you win the europa league you get guaranteed champions league so well true and then what if what if united gets the treble with a europa league and two domestic trophies well i was just gonna line out united's next fixtures here they play villa on sunday who are sixth you have brighton after that who are in eighth so two you know decent sides who are competitive west ham uh are 15th then you have wolves and then you have bournemouth so, really, it's just about securing as many points as you can ahead of Tottenham. Tottenham right now played 33 matches, 54 points. United are in fourth with 60 points. So, right now, for United, it's just securing that Champions League spot between them and Newcastle. Newcastle, 62 points after uh, 32 games, their third. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm just, yeah, just focus on the next matches at hand. Uh, Europa League's gone. That's in the past. You can't change that. And all you can focus on is what's in front of you. What? Okay, hold on. Let me think about how I'm going to phrase this. First of all, before I even get to that, what do you guys think about Bruno Fernandez playing today? Because I swear three hours ago he was in a boot trying to <laughs> yeah. heal heal an ankle injury. And this guy, because I think every, he was trending. Everyone was like, this would have been his first game as a footballer miss due to injury outside of suspension, which is nuts to wow. think about. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he ended up playing. And Bruno, I don't know. I feel like Bruno might be one of the most controversial players. I was going to say in the Premier League, but I'd say even across football. But at the end of the day, this guy's a little bit of a gamer. He, 100%. He, he looked fantastic today. And if he didn't hit the crossbar, it, it, that was the defining moment in the game against Tottenham was him hitting the crossbar. It was If he would have put that ball away, the game is done. It's over, done and dusted. Three points united. And it, I think that kind of sucks, and not in his, not, not that 
it's bad for him. I think it just, he's going to take that so, so poorly. Mm -hmm. He's going to take that personally. And I really think that Bruno is the most overhated for zero reason. I, I, is I it zero reason though? Is it zero reason or, or does he kind of add fuel to the fire? I think I understand. I guess he gets under people's skin, but he's kind of one of those players that you love to have on your team, but hate to play against. Yeah, because he does those little things that you go, ah, I like that. Like when you think about uh, against Liverpool when uh, earlier this year, when Liverpool scored late and he had the the or was holding on to the ball so they couldn't take it away from them and get it back to half somehow an elbow or something caught up into his chin completely inadvertent. It was totally by accident, but then you start worrying about, Oh, he gets hit in the face and now you have to worry about an injured player. And just, it's the thing is the little chain reactions that I really like about Bruno. And I think those little things continue to fuel into the game that then everybody starts to go towards Bruno, which opens up Rashford, which opens up, Fred at times or Anthony like I I think it's a real cool little game within a game when you watch Bruno play yeah I don't know sometimes for me it's frustrating watching Bruno uh, and this is nothing against his talent because I do think he's a super talented player and and I think I especially saw that in the World Cup in the group stage for Portugal he was so so good Uh, but I could understand the frustration being a fan of the opposing team or even a player on the opposition because I would it would drive me crazy. But then when I'm looking at it from his perspective, that's such a cool little element to his game. You know what I mean? Like he knows he gets under everybody's skin. And I wonder if that's like an emotional factor that he just has in his back pocket where he knows he's going to piss a lot of people off and he uses it to his advantage. So it's funny the way I think about Bruno. I'm just sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, enough, enough. Okay, we get it. You're frustrated. You like to complain, blah, blah, blah. But then I'm also like, I think he knows what he's doing. So I, at the end of the day, you know, you, you got to rate him on his football skills. And I think he's a talented player, but ups to him for playing today. Cause I really didn't yeah. think he was. Yeah. I, I just saw a statistic that, um, uh, yesterday there was tweets going out if Bruno Fernandez misses the Spurs match it'll be the first ever game that he missed due to injury in his professional career and yep. he said no I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not missing a match and he played great he got an assist on um Rashford's goal there he did he didn't look like he was you know too injured at all and I, I think it kind of shows the testament of who he is as a character who is he is as a player and it's ultimately why I think he also kind of deserves the armband as a Manchester United captain now over Harry Maguire one hundred percent, one hundred percent. You know, speaking of the captain's armband, I was listening to uh, Rio Ferdinand's podcast with uh, he had Nemanja Vidić on, and Nemanja Vidić was kind of talking about captaincy, and he said, he said, well, one of the reasons why it's tough for Maguire to be captain for United is because let's be honest, he does not perform well. How can you tell someone to, what to do when you're not performing well yourself? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it's so. And Bruno, he he has good performances. He's fighting for the badge. He's leading he's telling people what to do i i think he he really wants to win for united and you love to see that go ahead uh brett harry mcguire's gone this summer right was i i i hope so i think it's probably best for united probably best for him you know when i think of harry mcguire i i kind of do feel for him i sympathize because mentally he's probably deleted every social media account like every app he probably has a social media team running anything for him right now because he goes on social media and it's all like 
Harry Maguire this, Harry Maguire that. And Maguire performed well at Leicester. He plays well for England, but he can't perform well in a United shirt consistently. Yeah, thoughts on thoughts on him and even everything that went down against Sevilla. Uh, I feel I feel for him just from the human side of mm-hmm. things. But then, I mean, I think Waz or Brett, it might have been one of you guys who was like, well, that's what you get when you allude to the fact that Manchester United is winning games because he's on the pitch. I forget which one of you told me that. Hmm. But these are comments that I think maybe come and yes. bite him in the butt. Yes. After, like, you need to let your game speak sometimes. And I feel for him in those moments because I do think he is such a hated player sometimes and it's too much. But then, yikes, you say something like that and you're just kind of opening this yeah. big box of. He, he almost brought it upon himself, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, to be fair, people can also say, oh, he gets paid so much money, he should be able to handle criticism. I mean, to be honest, no amount of money is going to make you mentally strong. That's fact, right? There's been so many footballers throughout history who have had gone through depression and they're making millions. There's players who, you know, I don't want to get into anything, but unfortunately, they've had to end their career because mentally there's something in the back of their mind that's biting at them. I never, I never like any type of hate. I feel yeah. bad for any type of, any type of human being who's in the spotlight who who gets in, and I never condone that. But, uh, you know, Harry Maguire definitely has had his his fair share. I want to see him succeed. You know, whether it's at United or somewhere else, I hope he kind of goes on this power power streak of a run, because uh, unfortunately now he's just the butt end of everyone's jokes like every meme or every trending sound is about harry Maguire. so i'm sorry also it's it's almost kind of like a couple years ago with phil jones phil jones was a massive meme for a while especially with his facial uh the way his face would like you know expressions would change especially going up against a guy guy like messi or something you know it's oh phil jones is starting it's a loss and but to be fair phil jones never really had that pressure that Maguire had yeah, it wasn't 80 million. <laughs> he was still making a lot of money. He still is. Yeah, he still does for yeah. playing a um, game a year. The one thing I wanted to mention is that Bruno Fernandez was actually spotted with a bottle of milk. And uh, United fans are saying this needs to be investigated because of how the how the F is he fit to start? I don't, I don't know what, what a bottle of milk. Because it, of milk? Yeah. yeah, apparently he had a bottle of milk. I've never seen a footballer drink a bottle of milk while playing, to be honest. The protein after a game is good. So there, is there protein sure. in milk? I'm not. I'm not. There's calcium. I. This is why I don't trust this guy with many things. But oh, hey, uh, David De Gea. I. I want to talk about David De Gea. Hold on, I'm googling how much is protein is in milk. I, I think before we get to De Gea, um, <laughs> three point just... well, three point four grams of protein in milk. That's not that much. No, that's not much. As, no, I mean, you, you should probably be getting like at least 15 to 20 at minimum, 15 uh, to 20. Fair, fair. So, yeah, but let, I just let remember me. all the old commercials going drink chocolate milk after you work out. Maybe it was just a whole chocolate milk thing to try and get you to drink more chocolate milk. <laughs> my my stomach personally could never. Oh, my stomach yeah. would, <laughs> would there's be... like there's people who do like the gallon of milk thing and that's a, a, like gallon of milk a day to like that's how you like add a whole bunch of weight but that's that's a whole nother thing but yeah so funny. Anyway. hey wait, wait wait i have a question so now uh, uh manchester united fans started chanting harry kane will see you next season 
really? to the fact that you guys are going to sign Kane. Would you like that to happen? Um, that I, I think it's tough to say because, I like I say, I was Vidic was asked the same question by Rio Ferdinand. I thought his response is interesting. Say, you, you shouldn't sign players just for the sake of signing them. I know United need a striker, but Harry Harry Kane will be so expensive. But I also think he will probably be the perfect striker for them because he has so much Premier League experience. I know Aussie Man is available, and let's be honest, the striker market right now is is not a whole large selection i know you have jonathan david at leal who's been linked with a couple clubs um you have lahovich was also brought up um but there you you go anyone who needs a team or like is looking i swear everyone united's after everyone big neymar i've heard neymar rumors i've heard mbappe rumors now i hear harry kane rumors like it's just anyone who's rumored is always going to be fair which kills me you know, the Daily Mail has got to get clicked somehow, right? So it's, <laughs> yeah. that's how it is. Um, but, yeah, honestly, it's it's probably going to be Harry Kane, I think. it's You know, he's English. I know that's going to be a lot of pressure there as well. But he can score in the Premier League. He's proven that. He can also create. Uh, I think it would be an ideal striker for United. It's, it's tough to say. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't mind if they took a surprise twist and go for Robert Lewandowski take him out of Barca's hands because wow. man's, man's not getting the best treatment there, it seems. I would love, Waz, I love that you said that. I would love to see Lewandowski in the Premier League. That'd be cool. I think that if he were to have left Bayern, which obviously he did, I feel like his move should have been to the Premier League because the style of play suits him so well, and I think he would have just done so well. Um, Not that he isn't doing well in Barcelona. I know that everyone's ripping on him right now because he's on a little bit of a cold streak, but he's still the top scorer in La Liga in his debut season in La Liga, right? So... People are hard on him, but I also think people don't realize what the schedule has been like this year for these footballers. Like, of course, they're going to have a little bit of a lull or face injuries. Neymar is injured right now. We saw him injured in the World Cup. Like, all of these players are feeling something. I mean, I bet you any money they go home and they're like, I can't move today. Mm -hmm. It's been nonstop. So, Yeah. yeah. Barcelona fans... Are funny. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna leave Premier it at League, that. Pre- Premier League fans are funny. I made that post yesterday about the Premier League trophy because it was at the Arsenal City match, and people were like, "It's it's it's at every match. How do you not know this?" I'm like, "Is this a common thing that they bring the Premier League trophy to the every game City's playing?" Apparently, okay. Talk know. to me. Do you guys think the Premier League is the best league in the world? Yes. Is it the most uh, entertaining? Is it the most eye-catching league in the world? Like, I think in quality terms, it is the best league in the world. It's got probably the most money, the best players overall. But right now, is it the most interesting league? I don't know. Right? Yeah, I, I think it, it. a lot of it gets caught up with how much money is being tossed into it. It's the most accessible, I think, yeah. which runs into the fact that I mean, there's obviously so many deals and everything like that, but I think there's so many different ways that you can access it that it makes it technically mm-hmm. the best league in the world. But when you talk about entertainment value, the best possible league with entertainment, I don't know. I, I think sometimes you sit there and you could watch a, a Serie A game with Cremonese in it, and you're like, this is <laughs> this is baller and Cremonese and Lecce or something like that and it's it's so much better game in Ligon with Auger and Ren and you're having so much fun MLS yeah MLS yeah we even very entertaining 
we joked in our group chat the other day saying this is why the MLS is better because there's so much parody in, well, in the MLS. Yeah, the, I think I think the issue I have with the Premier League is that there's a slight competitive imbalance right now because Man City right. is typically always the number one team of the week. It's kind of similar to the Bundesliga. That's why people don't find the Bundesliga interesting is because Bayern's always winning it, but this year that might be a different narrative. That's why I'm finding Serie A different, uh, interesting because you know last year, what, AC Milan won it? Or was it yeah. Inter? Yeah. Yeah, and now this year it's going to be Napoli, and the fact that there's different league winners kind of makes a league more interesting, in my opinion. That's that's kind of why I like North American sports, like hockey, for example, is because you – well, I mean, Tampa Bay Lightning's been pretty good recently, but uh, there's always a, gonna, a winner. They're going to be out tonight. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like, I, I like it when there's – you know, I don't mind if a team goes back-to-back, but, like, you know, a different winner here and there is nice to see. Well, I mean – there could have been a different, there mm-hmm. still can be a different winner this year in the Prem. It's just a matter of, yeah. The, Arsenal have now put their destiny in Manchester City's hands, which is unfortunate for them because they have been leading the Prem since the third week of the season. And for them to kind of, I don't want to say bottle it just yet, but for them to kind of let go of this chokehold that they've had on the Premier League title now in this final stretch is just absolutely mind-blowing to me. And I feel so bad for their fan base because I believe the last time they won the Prem was in 04. But you just got to give credit yeah. to City. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I don't feel like that's... And you got to give credit to Bayern, right? If, if you're these powerhouse teams and you keep winning the league... And other teams have had the opportunity to win the league. Like we saw Dortmund, you know, is Dortmund even in first right now? I believe they are. They are. Yeah. They're back at the top of the table, right? Like teams have the opportunity, but if teams like Bayern and city are able to come back and win it all, that's kudos to them. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's just a Mm -hmm. testament to how strong these teams are. Yeah. And also I I got, you got to give credit to Manchester city because they kind of, have put this identity yeah. that the Premier League is ours. So we're not letting anyone take it away from us. Arsenal, we're going to make you let, we're going to let you know why you're a, a Champions League club. You're not a Premier League winning club right now. You're a Champions League winning club. And that's what they did to them. Honestly, I agree. They kind of alpha them in like the mm-hmm. craziest way. Honestly, I thought, I don't know. I thought something crazy was going to go down. Not that it didn't. I mean, Erling Holland breaks records with his hair down and City wins yeah. 4-1. And, like, it was still and, a dramatic game, but I was like, come on, Arsenal. Like, come on. It, it, it was funny that now that we're talking about Arsenal, we have also discussed United. It's because when Arsenal lost that game, all these United supporters came out of nowhere. It's like, this is, you're not never going to be us. Like, like, oh, I don't, I, I have to look at it, but a lot of United fans are trolling Arsenal fans. It's kind of funny considering the state United have been in through the last couple of years, right? Like, it's yeah. um, United fans, whenever they have an t- opportunity to kind of one up a club due to history, they'll do it. And I'm kind of guilty of that because, like, even no. <laughs> e- even United fans were like to City fans, ah, oh, Guardiola is not the best manager of all time. Ferguson is, you know, they're always bringing up something. Well, it's true. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What? Like, Ferguson is better than Pep. You can make an argument that Guardiola is the best manager of all time. You can make an argument. I'm not saying he is. If, If you break it down, if you break it down, he's done a lot for football. Right? I'm not saying that he I think Ferguson is better, but I think Guardiola is top three. Where's Pep managed? That doesn't matter. That's irrelevant compared to what he's done for the game of football. He's changed like what he's look at where look at where Pep has had his success, right? Where has he had his success? 
Okay, Brett, that's not the conversation. The, the thing with Pep Guardiola is that his play style has been has influenced football. So many teams have tried to adapt and copy what he's done. Pep's a masterful tactician. Yes. The, and when it comes to the tactic side of the game, he is very good. Like, but he's my my greatest of all time is Don Carlo, and 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 Ooh. I stick with that. I stick with Carlo Ancelotti. Carlo Ancelotti's in. I, I think I think you can make an argument that Carlo Ancelotti is the best ever Champions League manager. I just Ooh. there's this is a whole we need a whole I know. hour for this conversation. I know. And I I, know. I swear we should all come with our notes ready for one episode of like our arguments. Uh, but Carlo for me, man, I don't think he's given credit nearly enough. And of course, the OG Premier League fans, of course, are going to say uh, Fergie, and, and I'm not denying anything that Fergie's done, of course, but. Carlo Ancelotti has won so freaking much and he's won so much that no other manager has won as much as he has. So I don't know. I think that he deserves a, a nice little tip of the cap for sure. Oh yeah. I like that. I like that. I think we were getting too caught up in our, uh, uh, English bias. I think. No, I mean, that's fine though. Everyone has their own opinion. Oh, okay. Whether... Sorry. So no, I, 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 know. I think it's true. I found what um, United fans are trolling Arsenal fans about. It's like Arsenal have now conceded more goals in the Premier League than Manchester United, and they're using that as kind of like, oh, we won up you here. Haven't they played more matches than United? I, I think so. so. <laughs> Just wait two games, I'm sure, after. Yeah. I mean, like United United bottles uh, a 2 nil. It looks like it's going to look almost exactly like how it did against Newcastle for its Spurs. 2-0 in the first half, and then they just go fart it away here and, and blow it in the second half. Like this is an unstable team with injuries with a goalkeeper who half cares. Like I I, I am so sick and tired of David De Gea. I am ready to move on. I'm ready for this to, to because he has been in so many games the thing that has started or at least the catalyst of the downfall of the a game for Manchester United. And it just happened again for, for them against Spurs. It's, it's sad. It's sad to see. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about Matt Dav De Gea is that he, I don't know. I feel like a lot of United fans are focused on, you know, finding a new striker, whereas the goalkeeper position is also a kind of a thing, an area of concern. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if something happens in the, in the summer. You guys are, I heard that because again, every single transfer rumor is to United. I swear. <laughs> I think you guys are uh, looking at Lavakovic, the Croatian goalkeeper. That would be a good uh, show. That, and he was incredible. I think we said yeah. on Kicked Back at the World Cup that we know that, um, what's the Argentinian goalkeeper's name? Martinez? Emmy Martinez? Martinez. Yeah. Yeah. We know that he won, you know, the, the golden glove, but we were saying Lavakovic deserved a, an amazing shout because he was incredible man not only did he save penalties but just how many you know shots he saved in games that'd be a solid keeper for you guys to get if you're able to land him if that happens i don't know if that's a rumor or if it's you know just it's circulating on yeah. football talk but i know that would have been a sick one they had interest i think in an, uh, the keeper in portugal right now that's Porto, uh, Costa. yeah him so there's a chance there yeah um, but i think david hey in the premier league i think he's got the most clean sheets in the league the hair? Yeah. Well, yeah, guys, is, is that like a pretty common emotion and feeling across the board for United fans with De Gea? 
I would I would say like because that was my feeling I would probably be biased in saying probably but I would be I would give the floor to Waz on this one really I think it's just mixed emotions like yeah Dav De Gea right now leads the Premier League in 14 clean sheets yeah so take it out as you will but then again you watch some of the goals he concedes and you know he, he there's areas of his game that are just not good enough right now for today's football I think um inconsistent maybe yeah i I think in modern football you need to have a keeper that's able to play from the back and david has shown that he's very not strong at that he's not someone who does well under pressure with the ball of his feet as we saw against brighton and his distribution is also not as good as you know some of the best keepers like allison for example or uh ederson so um david hey i think um i I think they need to replace him eventually here because he's been at at the club for so many years i think just a nice change in the keeper position will be good for United going forward. And I think Ten Hag would probably understands that too. Uh, kind of going back to the Pep conversation, do you guys think Pep wins the Champions League this year with City for the first time? <sighs> I Re- Real not. Madrid in the semifinal. I've been, because I always do a Champions League prediction video and I've been really holding off because I, I cannot decide between the two. My heart's like, no one's beating Real Madrid in the Champions League. This team's on another level in this tournament. But then you got Erling Holland and Kevin De Bruyne, plus like the entire starting eleven of City, and they're on a tear. I mean, I'm so confused. But the only thing I when I when I really think about it, I'm like Carlo Ancelotti has been there, done that, experienced with a really experienced core group of guys, versus a Pep who who's bottled it a couple times and has a team that obviously really wants to do it but hasn't won the champions league i'm kind of going more towards real madrid mm-hmm. um I, I generally hope it's one of the italian teams that would be nice i think like i mentioned on sunday league pundits presented by but just 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 with city and real madrid oh yeah i, I think I, I think it's gonna be city i, I think they're really just so, i think they're just so determined to win it. I also don't know if Real Madrid has really had a test like Manchester City in the Champions League so far. They 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 had Chelsea and that was too easy for them, I think. Um yeah. who they had in the round of 16. Uh they also had Liverpool where they absolutely Liverpool also shambolic, them. right? Yeah, but so. I was Liverpool was beating them and then they came back yeah. and throttled yeah. them. But I think the fact that they're taking on right now the current Premier League champions and possibly the future Premier League champions again. And also like City are in really good form right now. Right. Yeah. So it's, you're absolutely it's gonna right. That's going to come down. Who's playing their best football right now. But Pep has even said that they're exhausted right now. That's also, yeah. I mean, I don't know what Real I mean, Madrid is just, they're, they're, they're the Kings of the champions league, right? It's tough. And I think they're so difficult to play against too. I, It'll be, I think they'll be the best and biggest test for Man City so far this year in general. Um, if they're as tired as Pep says they are, in which it's probably Pep being Pep. Yeah. I I could see there being trouble, but I don't know. I, 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 I can see Real Madrid just really taking it maybe more of a wake-up call than anything i think it could be a wake-up call in the first leg and then the second leg we'll really see what city is made out of in the second leg ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Oh, man, you guys are making me rethink. I'm having the hardest, hardest time because I love what City's doing. But I would feel crazy to kind of root against this Real Madrid team. Because when you watch them play in the Champions League, they play the best football. Yeah. And I I don't, I think when they're on their game, I don't know if any team in the world can beat them. But we'll see. They have to be on their game, right? But we'll see. How about City to win the Prem? Do you guys have that, or do you have Arsenal sticking uh, it through? I think now it's got to be cities. Arsenal, I've just lost all faith in them going forward. Is the way they performed against City does not scream Premier League champion to me. Um, you you can't be losing a match that important by four goals. Um, it's just it didn't. I think a lot of Arsenal fans probably agree with that. You know, you need to have a little bit more of that. Um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Killing nature, so yeah. Ruth, yeah. You gotta be more ruthless. You gotta be step on the neck of city if you really want to win the league. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I, I agree. Said from the start of the season, once Arsenal really started to take their takeoff, that I they are susceptible to crumbling. They they're inexperienced. They don't have the wherewithal, really, or again the experience to be able to stay up there. Now they do. And now, potentially, in the next couple of years, they'll be able to uh, become champions and stay at the top of the table. But now that they've had their first cup of tea with that group, I think this is uh, cities to now win. But I, I think it was a good experience for them to go through because, again, I think in the next couple of years, I mean, you have Saka, you have Odegaard, who's a young captain as well, Ramsdale as well, who's going to be the goalkeeper again of the future. You can continue with all these guys who are young and going to be really the, the bread and butter of this club who have now gone through a title race. Now they know mm -hmm. what it takes to 
play as well your yeah. European football because they didn't really have that last year as well. Uh, you go out there and you play all those matches. You're going to be a favorite now going into many of those matches, and you've you've stamped your authority as a team to beat, whether that's domestically or as well in uh, uh, Europe as well. So I, I think it's good for the future, but I think they're done for this year. I think, yeah, I mean, they kind of remind me of Liverpool before they won their Premier League. They really had to kind of chase City for a while and end up losing it before they actually finally won it. I just think for Arsenal, if they really want to win the title next year, it's they, I think they need some more reinforcements, a bit more depth to kind of help them. Yeah. Because they will be handling Champions League uh, more fixtures next year, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, Odegaard's fantastic. Jack has played well for them. Emil Smith-Rowe's a great player. You know, Brett, we've talked about this. Leicester City... It's gonna have an exodus here. Pick apart some. Of, you're gonna pick apart some of those players. Maybe you bring in a James Madison as a player off the bench. Yuri Telemans. No, no, I would not bring in Yuri Telemans if I'm going for a title. That guy's work ethic is dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great midfielder. Just his work ethic. I would. There's videos out there I've seen of him where he just stops tracking back, and you don't want that in your side. But do you not think that that's because he's at Leicester and Leicester? This was like a year ago almost, right? He he was supposed to leave Leicester a year ago and he's still there. Yeah, Yeah, fair enough. Is the Kardashian curse real for Arsenal right now? (laughs) Um, Let's just... Let's just say I hope the Kardashians go visit Manchester City. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've, we've got a believer in Waz. Oh, my Erling, God. Well, Erling I Holland. Mean, go go well, hang out with Okay, Erling Holland. If City win the FA Cup, the Champions League, and the Prem, should Holland win the Ballon d'Or? Probably. Uh, it's... I mean, uh, Messi. I, I look. I saw. I saw a Ballon d'Or uh, power ranking, and I think Messi was number one. Holland second. So I can I can understand the argument because of domestic or like with his club, he's been the best player, and I think everybody giving the Ballon d'Or to Messi would just be more of a okay. Here's your crowning achievement for the whole year. So I can kind of see that because I don't think Messi has been fantastic for his team this year. In fact, to the point where PSG fans have even been booing him. Yeah. and whistling at them while they're playing. So how does, I, I guess that argument would be considering that he, or Erling Holland doesn't really have a, a track record with the, the national team this year because they didn't have to play in a major yeah. competition. I can kind of see the argument as to him being the, and I would get behind mm-hmm. it because I mean, that is an unbelievable record that he's broken in with games to go. And if yeah. you can continue to to win trophies, you're obviously proving that you're valuable to a championship pedigree, so or title pedigree. Yeah, I'd get behind it 100%. That's not all on Holland's shoulders, right? You know, that he wasn't at the World Cup. And I feel like at some point you have to, when you talk about the Ballon d'Or, you have to give credit where credits do. And like you said, Holland, 22 years old has gone, gone into the premier league in his first season for man city and has set and has broken so many records. He's broken champions league records. He's broken premier league records. 
and the guy just broke a 30 the goal record for a 38 game Premier League season yeah. that legendary footballers haven't been able to break you know what I mean mm -hmm. so I feel like he really deserves mm -hmm. a nod and I'm not taking anything away from Messi because obviously winning a World Cup is a massive deal but I, I hope Holland is equally in that conversation, especially if City go on, especially I'm saying if City go on to win a Champions League, an FA uh, Cup yeah. and a Premier League title. Not, not that's what that's where I think that the, that's an important part of the conversation. I was brought this up. Uh, well, mentioned this once and we actually talked about it with the footy culture as well uh, a while back but i want to bring this conversation back up with now the elimination of international football could kvita Caverdona be a potential ballon d'or winner in the future sure yes this year uh, definitely not not this now. year not no. this year but no, in the my, future I, now that we have established that mm, okay maybe the international think, thing isn't that big of a deal Going forward, the Ballon d'Or will be, as it is right now, a little bit more open uh, race. I mean, maybe it's, I don't see, I don't think we're ever going to see another like two horse race between Messi and Ronaldo like we did for like 10 years, right? I think, you know, Mbappe and Holland could dominate the award where maybe Cavaccio wins at the odd year like we did, we saw with Luka Modric. But yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, he's 22, right? And yeah. I think he's kind of having the similar rise to stardom that Erling Holland did where he kind of went to a Borussia Dortmund and lit it up. But I mean, he's going to win a title. He's been a big reason why Napoli are going to win the title. And um, I would love to see it, you know, somebody from Georgia to win the Ballon d'Or. Not bad. Yeah, I agree. I think that the conversation needs to be, and, and the space of the Ballon d'Or might need to change a little bit because International football, of course, is a big part of the sport, but not every single player is capable to go to these big tournaments. Uh, and it doesn't mean that they're not having unbelievable career years like we're obviously seeing with Erling Holland, and I'm sure we'll be seeing with Cavada. Ossiman. Ossiman's yeah. incredible. Ossiman's one of the best strikers in the world right now. Um, and that's where I also think other leagues should get more attention. Sedia Ah right now, like it's a powerhouse league, two teams mm -hmm. in the champions league, two teams in the Europa league and one team in the conference league. Like the, this is a, this is a league that's being represented across the board. Right. So mm -hmm. yeah, we'll see what happens. I think Messi's super deserving because of what he did at the world cup. But I, I definitely think if city can go on and win a, a few of these trophies, man, Erling Holland better and be in the combo. Caroline, it's interesting you bring up Syria because I feel like a lot of these leagues that are not named the Premier League, they don't mm -hmm. get enough love, right? Or La Liga. Uh, I feel like those two are always yeah. the ones getting the most love. Yeah, I never, for me, it's tough to say. I don't watch a lot of La Liga. I don't really follow too much. But like if I look the, at Syria, for example, yeah, Napoli's leading it by, they, they're, they're going to win the title. But you, they, you have Lazio in second with 61 points. And then yeah. Juventus are back in the fold, which is bullshit. 59 <laughs> points. Um, Milan is 56 points in the fourth. Roma with 456 like and then in sixth place you have inter with 54 so the fight for champions in Serie A is awesome to pay attention to and then you go to germany where borussia dortmund could actually win the title if they don't shoot themselves in the foot like they usually do la, la liga i don't really know i find it i've never found it too exciting aside from Lewandowski being there <laughs> so uh instead of uh, one more thing on ballon d'or yeah um, and this is not a winner, but I've, I'm thinking about this now. And obviously the Ballon d'Or has their 
top 30 players that they have as the, the night wears on. Do you think that Jonathan David gets counted in the top 30 as one of the best players in Europe this year? I think he should be. Yeah. Caroline, you go ahead. You go. No, no, no. My answer is simple. He should. He deserves that look. I believe if he should be considering if Mbappe's in the same, you know, they're playing in the same league and PSG consider continue to choke in the champions league while Jonathan David you know, he hasn't really had that luxury. Well, he's been in the Champions League, but he hasn't been on a top team. But, you know, he's been a reason, big reason why his dealer, you know, where they are in Ligue 1. Best penalty taker in France. Not to uh, sour some mouths here after the Belgium game, but uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Best penalty taker in France right now. And um, uh, <laughs> I think sorry that was- to Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I think that would have been uh, very nice to uh, have against Belgium, but I plead the fifth. You're not wrong. But <laughs> speaking of Canadians, Alfonso Davies here is hurt, our hometown boy. What do we think of that? Oh, yeah, he did get injured, uh, eh? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's poor timing for Bayern considering the position they're in the league. Bayern's also just in a, a crappy position themselves, so uh, I'll... I- Go ahead. I think it's going to force Tuchel's hand a little bit more. I think it's pretty interesting where Tuchel's at. Because, I mean, I think firing Nagelsmann in the first place was, A, a shock move, but a dumb move. And also, I think it was a reactionary move. And I think now they're seeing the the consequences from making such a rash deal. And now maybe players are going to start dropping like flies with injuries. Saudi, we, there was in, uh, talk about Sadio Mane being gone now. Uh, who else is going to be on their way out? Is this going to be the, like Serge Gnabry is going to go. I'm sure mm-hmm. Kim Oman's going to go. Um, and how long is it, or will it be until Alfonso Davies is also gone too? Cause I won't be shocked if he's gone in the next two years. The, he's getting a lot of interest from elsewhere and has yeah. been long considered one of the best fullbacks in the world right now. And I'm there's this article I found by um, Byron's uh, Byron fan site. And they said, Byron has confirmed that Davies will be out of action for a few days, but AZ is reporting that the Canadian fullback may not play again this season. What? Yeah. Who's AZ? Let me check here. Uh, Patrick Strasser. <laughs> He is a Bayern and German reporter, so maybe. And he's followed by Fabrizio Romano, so maybe it's a little credible. Hmm. Isn't Jonathan David rumored to be going to Bayern? No, but Tejan Buchanan today was actually linked with Inter. Yeah, which is yeah. sick. But I, I don't know. I Didn't Fabrizio Romano tweet something about like Leipzig and Bayern potentially being interested in Jonathan David? I've heard- I've heard Leipzig, yeah, and I, yeah. I, I've seen Byron as well. I'd be in. I, I, that would be very cool to see him go. He to, should. Well, to have him and and Fonzie there would be so perfect. How many people? How many footballers get nominated for the shortlist for the Ballon d'Or? Well, thirty, I think. Yeah, I think it's thirty. Um, I mean, that'd be quite. That'd be quite the feat for him if he's able to do that. I'm looking at the league. Uh, Stats right now, Mbappe has 22 goals in the league, and Jonathan David's right under him with 21. Dang. So Isn't that'd that be pretty crazy? cool. A Canadian. A Canadian is... is what are the odds? Do you guys do you guys think it's likely? 
that he likely which that he would get on the short list. I think so. I wouldn't be surprised. They always, they always, there's sometimes you look at the list and you're like, how did that guy get on there? So right, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you're confused, right? I forget there was somebody last year. It wasn't like Saliba, but it was something like that ilk. And you're like, why are you here? But yeah, mm. there's there's some players who like creep up into there and you go, why? But like, I don't think Jonathan David would be one of those players where you're like, why? Because again, you take a look at the numbers, you take a look at even the advanced numbers too. And he's putting up great, great production, efficiency on a team that is relatively good but can be better as well Mm -hmm. i think there there he is a driving force for that and i think he's going to excel wherever he goes next i think it's this is just he's still young too like all these canadian players are young even alistair johnston is is young too yeah i'm excited to see where he's going to go too ishmael kone yes a hundred percent ishmael kone and uh you mentioned tejan buchanan he's probably going to enter to be the replacement for Denzel Dumfries, who is again one of the top players in his position yeah. in Europe right now. So that's those are big shoes to fill. And the fact that Inter takes a look at Tayshawn Buchanan and goes, Yes, we think you can do this is a huge credit to Canadian football. I yeah. think it, it's great or Canadian soccer. It's awesome. Absolutely agree with you, Brett. And let's also not forget Inter's in the semifinals of the Champions League. Oh, and okay. that's it, that's a club that's looking at a a Tejan Buchanan who's a a Canadian footballer which I just I love to see this and I'm so excited and I think Sadia Ah I mean look at what Rafael Lea was doing for AC Milan you know he's just one player that I like to think about because he's so young and his career is just it's only going up and up and he's done so much in the Champions League and 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 every game against Napoli that AC Milan's played in like the last month he's just balled out so it's a great league. I think that if Tejan Buchanan gets to go there, it'd be incredible. He deserves it. And yeah, Jonathan David deserves some respect. And people who don't focus on other leagues or don't keep up with other leagues. I mean, I know it's hard to watch intently with every mm-hmm. single league across the board because there's so much football going on at all times. But for the people who keep up, know that Jonathan David's doing something yeah. really cool. You know, And I think he just deserves that credit. And unfortunately, some of these like league huns always discredit. It's always oh, this. Final I know. League? I'm like it's, but he's he's doing it on like a not the best club in Europe, uh, France either. I yeah. know. Um, right. what what else was I going to mention here? Sorry. Um, I don't know if you saw the news about that that UEFA president coming out saying, oh, they may play a Champions League game in the U.S. in a few years. I saw that. Mm-hmm. That's like where would they play that? Probably New York, I imagine. I could see that. Either New York or New LA. York, LA. I was everybody, say, yeah. everybody talks about the the time difference because of LA. But um, he actually brought up the UEFA president. Something interesting I found is that he says a salary cap is on the table in football in the coming years. Mm. How do we feel about that? A salary cap. Mm. I'm not buying <laughs> it. I don't like it at all. Let football be. Let football be football. Hmm. That's what I think. Waz, what do you think? I, I'm kind of open to the idea because one of the reasons he brought it up is uh, we ha- the salary cap is because to maybe help with a competitive imbalance, like I mentioned before, the competitive balance problem in Europe and Champions League. and I mean, that the competitive balance thing has been a problem for 20 years now. You've always had Real Madrid up there and 
you know, what club or two swaps in here. You know, it used to be Manchester United in the mix, and now it's Man City or um, Atletico Madrid, Juventus, you know. So some of these top clubs flip-flop here and there, but you've never, you'll, you're never going to see an Ajax back in the full. Well, they did make the semifinal. No, but you'd never have you'd never have another Leicester City story again. Yeah, There'd be so much taken or, out of the hands of the heritage of football that there'd just be – it would take – so much out of the reason why you watch football. I think every odd year you see a club like Ajax or Porto make a dark horse run to the semifinal, but they'll never never win the Champions League. So, I mean, the, the Champions League is for the best team in Europe. So, unless uh, yeah, but I'm just saying, the best team in Europe. Then I would I love to see the best team in Europe come from Eredivisie, maybe you know. But then there there would be so many different things that, that would then I would have to go through it. I think there, I but the, I think also the reason that we have to think that there's a a salary cap in North America as opposed to in North American sports as opposed to in in football is because in North American sports is most of those sports are created from organizations, right? Those are money created teams that were created as a corporation where in football, these are all basically grassroots community areas, right? These are, these aren't just created to become cash cows to create money. These were a group that was of, of miners in 1889 who just wanted to play in their local men's league. Who's now, happens to be man united or something like that right so i think i think there's the the salary cap would be totally different things in from north american to to football in general but all right anything else you guys want to get off your chest (laughs) get david de gea out of my club I still despise Spurs. I think they are a shambolic club. They have no identity. And if United were fully healthy, they'd probably win 4-1 at least. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, I think if Luke Shaw wasn't a center back in that game, it's done. <laughs> I think uh, Aaron Wambasaka right now deserves a lot more respect throughout the greater footballing yeah. community because um, we mentioned to him on Sunday League Pundits presented by Bitway um, that – you know, I saw posts, we, we talked about him, and then I saw a post the other day where they compared him to Trent and Reese James, and people like rival fans were like, no way you can compare Juan Basaka to either of these two. Well, while Trent and Reese James are very good going forward and good with the ball, Juan Basaka is right now probably the best defensive fullback in Europe right now. Defensively, he is probably the best. I know football has changed as a sport, and it's more attacking, and as a Fullback and even just a center back, you have to be able to play with the ball and move it forward. And Wampasak has improved in that aspect. But when it comes to tackling and having someone, you know, who can really take on wingers, Wampasaka, no one's better than him right now. And statistically, that's true. All right. We're we're gonna end it there. Yeah. Kicked back, presented by Betway. We got Waz, we got Brett, Caroline, and thanks guys for listening. This has been your Manchester United Premier League, Manchester City, uh, Arsenal whatever you want to call it, study a venting session. So thanks for everyone for listening. And yeah, we should do these. We should do these more often just to get things off of our chest. It was an explosive start. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs>